Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Sherlock's Weekly Highlights podcast with me, Georgie Korishkol. This week, I'm joined by Astrid Carter, Maya Lucky and Charlotte Collins. And it's our last podcast. Hello. Hello. 2017, which is sort of quite nice. So we've got to start by talking about TV. In fact, I finished this morning in the gym, The Lady Gaga. Yeah, I watched it. Am I really behind? How long has that been out? It has been out quite some while, yeah. It's good though. It is good, I liked it. Although, having just seen that... Chris Froome has failed a drugs test. What an idiot. I mean, God, they're all at it, aren't they? Yeah. I was quite shocked when she walks into the stadium at the um, Super Bowl and her manager goes, yeah, Andrew and I have <laughs> taken a molly. I yes. was like, what's yeah. Molly? What's molly? Ecstasy. Molly? Never I've watched quite even, a few documentaries no, but even about in, like, Molly. Songs people sing yeah. about like dropping Molly. Yeah. Oh, Astrid, <laughs> so naive. <laughs> anyway, I, I know they're really. And I'm sure she's it. making a joint quite yeah. early. They're all well, making a joint early what's on. What's his face? What's the um, music producer? What's his name? Thank you, Mum. The music now, producer who is English and now sounds so very American. Yeah, yeah, serious. He is high like the whole time. You can totally tell he's high. Yeah, he's like walking around like this, rolling his eyes like. Had these really delayed little giggles. Like he's a hundred percent high. But it's one so thing cool. being like that, and just like people can guess. But if you're gonna like be on a show, and she's so Rolling influential. Your eyes. Yeah, you know he's really like. Oh, your eyes like really space. Wide you mean like spacey? No, yeah, people. Oh, when okay. they're but like, like stone. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like Lady Gaga's like massively influential. She's got so many young fans. That's really quite. I know she's doing She's yeah. always been very honest. Like she's never like pretended to be yeah. a Taylor Swift or anything. Yeah, like that. that's, no, that's true. true. But still, well, there is a bit at the beginning when they're sitting on the road outside the studio and they're all smoking splits, and she does say, "This bit's not for the video." Yeah. So even if she didn't get the final sign off, <laughs> yeah. they managed to persuade her. I was like, uh, well, that's gone in. <laughs> yeah. In anyway. her defence, to be fair, it's not her that's like talking about drugs or all that is high. Most she's just drunk mm-hmm. there. I think she does say there's a bit. She does say near the end how whenever she's with Jay Z and Beyonce, she's always got a million splits in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so right. Dubs them in it. Yeah. Anyway, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. Not an I did. hour and a half Good. to kill. Then I love a documentary. Um, what else has anyone been watching? Sinner, everyone finished Sinner? Yeah, yes. done that. Yep. Astrid. <gasps> Astrid. I know. I'm worried we've now picked it up too much. Well, yeah. yeah. I don't think so. Everyone's like raving about it, but then when you're like, oh my God, is it amazing? Everyone's like, mm. It's just like amazing. A, it's oh, a good really show, good. yeah. My, have you watched it, Rich? Uh, I nearly it. One of my favourite moments in this week's SL Live episode is where Rich is going around the office <laughs> asking everyone if they've watched Sinner and Rosie goes, yeah, I'm obsessed. And Rich goes, obsessed? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, really shocked. Strong word. <laughs> yeah, someone could be using that word. But, um, I still think it's really good. There's something new, isn't there, you said? So yeah, so dark. Ooh. I've just, I tried to start it last night, but I got too carried away with my friends chatting, so you really have to follow it. I'm pretty sure it's a foreign series and they've dubbed it. So you really have to pay You're attention. Sure. <laughs> as in, like, I wasn't watching it properly. <laughs> so, like, how did you but the mouths weren't moving at the same time as the words. So, okay. it's, so it's, not, it's not a sequel or anything to it's, so no. no, no, no. It's just the new dark Netflix series that's taking everyone 
by storm. What's it about? Cool dark. Cool dark. <laughs> <laughs> okay, noted. Anything else? I actually watched Jack Whitehall travel with his father. Is anyone watching? Oh, he really <laughs> I, I, I like him. He's cringe. He is cringe. The whole Jack Whitehall school thing. Yeah. I'm really posh and it's funny. I actually don't find it funny. I well, I'm sorry. I find I'm it like hilarious. I think the series is so funny. His dad is a comedian in itself. Like, it's so good. Oh, really? Wait, his dad actually his dad? Yeah. Yeah, his dad used to be on his show. Yeah. He had, like, a spot on his, like, chat show. Um, honestly, his dad makes Jack himself seem down to earth. Like, yeah. he's so old school, so conservative. And so I think, yeah, I think he's really, really funny. It, I just think it's hilarious watching their relationship. They basically go on a gap year, <laughs> gap year, <laughs> together. Um, around, they go to like Cambodia, Thailand, like it's really, really, like, and they try to go to hostels, and his dad is like, don't be so ridiculous, I'm not <laughs> staying here, come on, we're going, and they go to a hotel, and it's just, it plays on stuffy English old man, and because of that, it's charming and funny. And is it a bit forced? No. The minute you say that, I'm like, oh, I'm yeah. cringing for me, for me, it's not. Like, I watched the whole series within a week. Like, I just thought it was hilarious. Right. Okay, speaking, I might give it a go. Speaking of stuffy old people, I, have you ever watched <laughs> Where are we the, um, the Real Marigold Hotel? Have you guys ever seen oh, this? Seen it is so good. They basically take these, like, geriatric celebrities and drop them in, like, random corners of the earth to kind of discover what life is like for old people. So it's, like, Miriam Margulies. You know she is? She's, like, oh, Princess Sprout and Harry Potter. And it's Wayne Sleep. No, that's the that's the best exotic marigold hotel. Oh, okay. This is the like real marigold, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is great. And so this is like they basically tried it. So they they took all these people. Yeah. The first series was in India, and they like took them to see whether life really is like better in India for older people. And then this series, they were just in China, and it's fascinating because they you know again these are people so out of their comfort zone. They're like, like oh they're not really into traveling. Like they've definitely chosen people who otherwise wouldn't kind yeah, of be. Yeah, I mean she's outrageous. She's 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 she goes to see pandas, doesn't she? She starts crying. Hysterical crying in front of the pant like a three-year-old girl she's like, she was I so emotional overwhelmed yeah, but, yeah i mean it seems ridiculous yeah. she's yeah. she's a heightened character to say the least but anyway i'd really recommend it i'm sure it'll be on ipad now it's a pretty good show cool anything else see blinders no no we can't talk about blinders because <laughs> oh. i am waiting to binge over christmas on it oh, can so i just so say that i decided i needed to get in on the peaking blinders action we're on series three is that right uh four. it's on four. four on tv at the moment no but somebody mm. i think it was you astrid told me that it was all on Netflix, but I can only find no, it series only three. And, only one and two should be on Netflix, and th when I watched it, one and two was on Netflix, and three I had to buy on that BBC thing. No, oh. now three is available on Netflix, one and two not. Oh. Anyway, I'm thinking Stocking Filler for my husband. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's that good, yeah? It is really that yeah, good. Yeah, you have to watch it from series one. Yeah, you, you do, do you? Yeah. I was tempted the other day, I thought, oh, should I start yeah. at three, and I didn't, so glad I asked. Anyway, is it finished now, the new series? No, it's not finished. I, I mean, I imagine there'll be like a Christmas special type thing. Have you watched it every week? Yeah. Is it as good as the last ones? Yeah, I think because you really get into the storyline, by this point you're so like obsessed with the characters and like really involved that you love it so yeah. much. Mm -hmm. I mean, you do literally fall in love with the characters. Well, with Thomas Shelby, for sure. Oh my God, he's so sexy. And just correcting myself, <laughs> anyone listening, we do know that it is Killian Murphy. <laughs> Killian, I'm sorry, we offended one listener greatly. I hope you've forgiven us, but I now, it's now engraved that it's Killian Murphy. Uh, from Blinders to The Crown, season two. Oh, another one of my obsessions. I have a confession about The Crown. I found it so <laughs> boring. Like, so dull. Is it's it, not, am I just it's not supposed you to be? I know it's other than boring. But have I just become, you know, completely ruined by all these, like, fast-paced, sinner, Maybe. Stranger Things style things. I just could not watch The Crown, I, well, honestly. I was about this the other day, and I was like, Sean, I don't think you can put Stranger Things <laughs> in The Crown. <laughs> I'm saying, but no, I, I, I am with you. I am with you because I feel that way about period dramas now. And I'm, again, not lightning, I'm not saying they're exactly the same genre, but they have similarities. And actually, Howard's End, for example, 
I found dull. Oh, I didn't like dishwasher. Yeah. And actually, just things like that in general. Yeah. I, I'm not Downton Abbey. I switched off <gasps> seasons ago. Yeah. I find oh, it boring. I, I know. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I, I know. I know. By Americans though, who love the whole. British aristocracy thing. And I get that everyone loves that, but I think I'd be ruined by yeah. some of these. It's not that they're the same, it's just that you watch these super exciting, like big blockbuster shows, so you can't, your brain is just like not able to be entertained by the yeah. slower paced stuff. I, I agree. really think that. I find myself on my phone and things like yes. that. Whereas, it's oh so bad. Yeah, whereas Narcos or something, I, I, exactly. I don't touch my phone, I'm just gripped. Exactly. This week, I've been trying to find any minute of the day that I can watch The Crown. Like, really? I watch it on the bus to work. Are you loving the new series? I haven't yeah. watched it yet. I I'm love it. For Christmas. But I just think the charm of it is. You know the accents that they all have, like, because they don't have those accents in real life, and they have to really put on these forced. It's called acting. Right? Yes, but it's to a serious extent. <laughs> yeah, like. no, they are good. I agree. And I think I like it because out of all those kind of like period dramas that are based on true stories, we probably know the most about this yeah. story because it's our royal family. So oh, you're kind of like, oh my god, you're quite so well. You're sort of so right, but I would sort of challenge you on that and say uh, part of the interest for me comes down to the fact that. I'm so horrified at how little I know about my own history, and, and, and I'm like, God, I'm learning so much. I keep saying to my mum, is that what really happened? She's like, tell me all the, all the, yeah. all the and outs, yeah. What about that smog episode? Who knew that happened? Yeah. That, like, London was, like, destroyed by I mean, thick smog. you really not know that that happened? Not to the, but not quite to that extent. <laughs> <Great London smog. laughs> yeah, but I couldn't, have, I couldn't have gone into much detail about it. I would have known fa- little tiny facts, but I knew that London was, you know, yeah. and covered I knew about in that it, girl. and it was hard. What's her name? That assistant. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The Winston Churchill's yeah. lady. He always had a little thing with her, didn't he? But the whole Winston Churchill, you know, I've seen you know a little bit about him as PM, yeah. but again, not to that extent. Same with Princess Margaret. Yeah, I know, it's so yeah. strange. Princess Margaret's Margaret. a bit of a cult figure these yeah. days, hasn't oh my she? God. I know there's a this brilliant book, book that's mm. been written about her that yeah. I really want to An read. An expose about her just like ridiculously lavish lifestyle. So my mum told me that royal etiquette is such that you're not allowed to go to bed or leave a party if there's a royal still there. And that Princess Margaret was such a party animal that people would literally be falling asleep at the table. But I just love that. They had her. to stay up until she oh decided it was bedtime. And if she wanted to stay up all night, so did everyone else. Oh. <laughs> that makes <amazing. laughs> yeah. was so funny. She's my favourite in the, yeah. in the well, Crown series. It's so sad. And she can't be with I know, mm. really mm. sad. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. We were talking about this at drinks I was at last night that we think the Queen is how old school she was, or she is, sorry, but she actually modernised the monarchy Hugely. So much, and you know, she really wanted. She wanted to let them marry, but it was mm. Winston Churchill. Who yeah, said she was told no. She couldn't yeah. do it. So I think, yeah, we think of the Queen as this really old school figure, but actually, in her time, mm-hmm. you know, they were televising the coronation and things like that. Anyway, I wanted to ask everyone, for people listening, what are the things you've watched this year that you can still access on Netflix? Mm. That would be the best things to watch. Over Christmas holidays, Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah, literally the best. The best. I mean, just so different to anything. I mean, I don't know. There's lots of references in it, so like it's not completely different to anything I've ever seen before. But I don't know, just so refreshing to have. Okay, such and a we're on what series? Two. Two. It's been two. But there, okay. I think there will be a third. Definitely. Maya, what's yours? This is actually very fitting for Christmas. It's called The Night Before. It's a Christmas film, but it's about. It's a <laughs> massive. <laughs> it's so cute. Oh, it's not cute. It's right. basically like The Hangover, but Christmas themed. Sounds oh. awful. Like. No, it's so good. Watch <laughs> it. It's, it's a Christmas party that okay. goes like massively, massively wrong. It's, okay. And it's like Hangover themed, as in like exactly the same as The Hangover. And it's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, good. It's good. That's your favourite out of the whole year. <laughs> <laughs> to watch over Christmas was a question. Oh, sorry, Maya. Sorry. Thank you. Well, it wasn't that it had to be Christmas. Theme. <laughs> I know that. If you've got a bit of time in the holidays. I know that. This is the night before, lovely. Well, I my, go for it. Um, Master of None, it's not new, but if you haven't watched it, you have to. Yeah, that is really so good. Is that a series or a film? Yeah, it's a series. Uh, two, two or three series? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two. Yeah. Aziz Ansari, so good. And very quickly, what it's, what's it about? Um, it's just about a guy and like his yeah. date, an Indian guy in New York like, and like his life and dating, but it's funny. 
Oh, I was going to say I'll write these down, but, but I listen to them on the podcast. Uh, mine would be, I think, Top of the Lake. Oh, yeah. Oh, I hated it. Yes. Did you? Oh, I, I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Friends from College will be mine as well. Oh, yeah. Really, really good. Yeah. That's yeah. Good so, we talked about it a lot, but it's great. I just find those sort of American sitcom-y things. I know what you mean. I can see why people, it was really... It had quite a British vibe. Yeah, but it was yeah. really panned by the critics. You were not the only one, but I really enjoyed it, yeah. Oh, well, there you go, that's why. <laughs> On the topic of Christmas, if you want to avoid the faff of a real tree, mine I've had for about three days, and there are needles <laughs> everywhere. A minute, I hear them up. There they are again. Then, faux Christmas trees are kind of gaining quite a lot. Of, momentum's the wrong word, but anyway, you, I feel like... They're a bit more accepted these days, aren't they? Apparently PE is now, it's the one to have. Um, The trees are made from models of real trees and have 3D needles for extra authenticity. I didn't see them at all. Yes, I wouldn't know. 3D. I find that destroyed. Cardboard cut out. Anyway, I think they're just obviously very lifelike. PVC are more affordable and there are some that are a combination of too. How do you feel? Where do you stand? I'm all for a faux Christmas tree. My parents have probably had one for years and years and years, and they definitely and it definitely was one of those really horrible ones. They have to bend the arms, and they're all like, "Then what's that plasticky material they're made up? You know, like scratchy, horrible. It's almost like tinsel, yeah, but thick oh, tinsel." Yeah. And that was like a real childhood memory for me. But now, <laughs> like, like even visualise the smell. Of it. Yeah, it does smell. Like, yeah, we get it out. Yes, of plastic, Dusty, not pine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now they are so so much better, and I've seen so many of my friends have faux trees that look. Fairly real, to be perfectly honest. They look pretty good. So I don't. I'm Jewish. I don't have a tree. So what is the stigma exactly? Do you not have a tree? No. no my mum was brought up like relatively religious. It's always just like felt a bit uncomfortable mm. with it. My dad has like a mini one in his study. But you like, said <laughs> a rebellion. But you, yeah. I just bought my children a yeah. mini one. Yeah. Um, but so what exactly is the stigma with the faux one? Is it just that they've always been crap? People are a bit snobby about yeah. them, basically. And I think you know, as we were saying, you know, when I was a child, they were a bit naff. Mm. I think now you can get amazing, mm-hmm. amazing. Faux trees. The, the kind of real tree snobs will say, mm-hmm. oh, it doesn't smell the same, and, and it doesn't. But yeah. I mean, God, get a plug in or some room spray. Yeah. Just yeah. go to Joe Malone, yeah. get some Christmas yeah. spray. I love the idea of not having to clear all that well, mess. I might get like, the whole kind of thing about getting the tree and going to yeah. pick it, and like, at the end of December, it's kind of like, a bit droopy. Like, I love all that. Isn't that it's sad? I thought it wasn't clearing up a tree from my house. Like, yeah, you've you have got to get a tree in your home. Like, that's that's yeah. Yeah, how do you oh, do that? Really when, on that day when like, it's well, like, the Christmas tree graveyard. Well, I've got a friend who's got a really good fake one, and I always look at it and think it's real and never remember that it's fake. I, I, the problem that I have is where the hell do you store a fake tree that's seven foot? You've got to have some fake for it. But even Sophie Patterson has fake ones. Yeah, she. That's confirmation enough that they're fine. From Christmas trees to Christmas parties, we wrote a piece on how to be the perfect dinner party guest. And we talked about things like when to RSVP as soon as possible. I think that's quite obvious. We talked about making your host aware of any dietary requirements. I always find this a really weird one now that people ask for dietary... I never ask people when I have a dinner party. I never ask for dietary requirements. My mother was horrified once. When she overheard someone doing that, she was like, in our day, I mean, we would never have asked. We still do have dinner parties. But I just think the idea of, mm, my husband really doesn't like mushrooms and actually yeah. blue yeah. cheese, not a great fan. Like, I just think you got to suck it up. That's, that's less a dietary requirement and more of like a taste. fussy, yeah, yeah, that's taste. There's so many yeah. vegan yeah. days. Yeah. Oh. I mean, fair enough if you're vegan or if you're gluten intolerant or whatever, mm. but I feel like a lot of people are just fussy and yes. it's acceptable to be fussy these days. Yeah. Like, I it agree. wasn't acceptable when I was a kid to be fussy. Do you ask people if they've got dietary requirements? 
No, but if it's like a good friend, you kind of know. You should know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I don't actually like inviting people who I know are fussy eaters. Yeah, no, mm. I believe. I, I did do fish pie on a Friday night once, and they're quite good friends, and they arrived, and she doesn't eat fish. And I was like, fuck. Oh, <laughs> 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 I was like, tortellini? That's <laughs> 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 it. And I literally had to whip her up. God, tortellini. Oh, uh, and I've got a friend who's allergic to pork, and she always laughs at her best family friends. She's known them for years and years and years. Every time they go, <laughs> there's pork. Um, I think allergic to pork. Yeah, what's that mean? I think she doesn't like it. Yeah, allergic. <laughs> no, she's really allergic to pork. Unless you are genuinely allergic to something, don't say you've got any dietary <laughs> requirements. Rule number two is always bring a bottle. Do you always take a bottle? Always. I always take something, not necessarily. Do you have mine. a thing that you take? Cool. I like a foodie gift. Like I like going to Dale's food and getting people like biscuits or Florentines. That's that really kind of lovely. Thing. Yeah. Do you think though, if it's an evening? Thing that you need to take alcohol if you're going to be drinking alcohol. I think it's alcohol. like the Lord. But I would yeah, expect I people to serve me alcohol. <laughs> I actually, I was about to say, is it? <laughs> I realised what you said. Like if I had people coming over for dinner, I would never ever expect that. I, I wouldn't like not provide any alcohol yes. in the hope that they bring oh, a bottle. No. So therefore, apparently, it's bad etiquette to open the bottle that someone brings. Yes, to your it house. is. So and also, you can't trust what people are going to bring always no. as well. I'd rather provide my own. Definitely. Also, you don't want prepared. eight different types of wine no, going around the same yeah. table. Yeah. And somebody might bring red and you're serving fish or something. Yeah. You know? And do you take something else? If you're going as a couple, do you take one bottle? Do you take two? Do you take a really... We always have this. Like, if I haven't got any chocolates because I'm not organised enough, we'll take two bottles or we'll take a bottle of champagne. Or in the summer, we quite often take someone bought to us, we copied them, a magnum of rosé. Yeah, so we quite often do that. that. That's really nice. But I think if you're going to a dinner party on a Friday, one bottle of wine is not really enough. It. Unless yeah. it's like it's a really like nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, unless it's a really nice chateauneuf to pat or something. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, I quite like flowers. I've got a friend, and she always brings she'll always bring you three hydrangeas. That's such a nice gift. Brown paper. I always think that's so nice. Yeah, that is so nice. So bring a bottle. We suggested that you take something different, like Gregory's vodka, and then they can. Take some coffee beans. Yeah, That's quite good. That is nice. Mm, I will fancy uh, like, uh, an espresso martini after supper. Um, Didn't you say your friend bought you? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Your book one. It was like the Vogue book or something. What oh, yeah, she did. And I, was, I thought that was really, really nice. nice. Yeah. She, did, she bought me the Alex Shulman yeah. Diaries. Yeah. And yeah, really nice. she's really thoughtful, though. She's one of those people that takes the time to think about that mm. kind of thing in advance, whereas I'm like, fuck, I'm going to dinner party tonight. Five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a rule, an etiquette rule, that you should talk first to the person on your left, left or is it your right? I, I think it's left. left. I don't know. Um, when it comes to making your exit, know when to leave. I basically, well... I have to stop my husband trying to clear up in the middle of supper. <laughs> my dad gets really cross if you clear up. I think that's an our generation, their generation thing. But I also, like, if I know it's going to be a boozy night, I'd far rather clear up as I go along. Mm. Because then I know that if I go to bed at 
2 a.m. Yes. I haven't got to clear up. If they didn't leave day. until 2 a.m., no, I don't have to clear up. Mm. Yeah. But my, my parents' generation, they get a bit stressed mm. if you're clearing up. They feel uh, like they're being shoved out, do they? Yeah, I think so. Mm. But sometimes, yeah, I will. In fact, we had it, had dinner party two weeks ago, and it was 2 a.m. I mean, I was probably, I was hooping the floor. I was like, Josie came down at 1.30 and he was like, right, you all need to go now. And I was like, let them have one more, but we're going to clear up. So they stayed. And actually, it's quite nice because I had someone to chat to you while you were not And then when it comes to saying thank you, it says sending thank you cards is in danger of becoming a lost art. Isn't it just... Does anyone do really that? Do any of you do that? No. You do? I After do. dinner? Yes. It depends who it is. Really good friends now. I send an email, but mm -hmm. if I don't know them that well, I write... That's but so my mum nice. is a stickler. When I was at school, I had, she won't be listening, but maybe a few others will, and they'll laugh at this, but I had a friend who came to stay. She used to come and stay quite a bit because her parents lived in Spain, and she never used to write. And my mum, like... No, she still talks about it. My mum, no, <laughs> she, but she, she talked about it a few times. And I was one of those people who hated my parents ever thinking badly of any of my friends. Like, I would never say to my parents that I'd had a row with a friend or bitch about a friend or because I never wanted them to think badly of my friends. So I remember I took her aside and I was like... You really need to write my mum a letter. Like, I basically had to sit down with her at school. We thought we were at school, That's and I was amazing. like, right, you're gonna write my mum a thank you letter. And I think I almost posted it for her. <laughs> um, and my mum thinks she's great to this day. Oh, so oh. there we go. But um, I was really brought up to write. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. My mum was always like, have you written that thank you card. But I feel so much. I, I, I do it for like yeah. a wedding. I write to people's parents or an engagement party or something like that. But I'm always a bit scared to do it after like something like that in case if people are like, but why the hell has she done this? It's not it's been a bit lovely. Like, no one's going to yeah, go, exactly. oh, why has she done that? They'll just be like, oh, Charlotte's so sweet. Yeah, yeah, I, think that's so lovely. I don't yeah. do it to, to good friends now. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm over it. I'll send them an email. Mm -hmm. I'll always text the next day. Yeah. You've got to have a thank you, mm -hmm. I think. It's nice yeah. to write. It's really lovely. Yeah. yeah. Given that no one's seen any of the films I grew up with, has anyone seen <laughs> Harry and Sally? I have seen it, yes. <laughs> well, in the movie, it turns out that Harry's right and him and Sally end up in bed together. They actually live happily ever after. So that's quite nice. But you know, it's a bit of a debate, isn't it? Can men and women ever really be friends? What do you think, Charlotte? I have a couple of male friends in mind that I know with like no shadow of a doubt, there is like zero attraction from either side. Like just absolutely no question. I know they'd be like, ugh, gross about me. And I feel like, ugh, gross about them. So I, and I completely understand that like, I think it's true for 90% of the cases that there might be something on one side, but, but I honestly hand on heart believe that of a, a couple that I have a couple of male friends that neither of us would ever go there. So, do you, so, think, yeah, think, do, you so. do you think you have to find the opposite sex unattractive for that? Not? Interesting, yes. I think you need to be a little bit repulsed by them. Because I think there's a bit of animal <laughs> instinct in yeah. it, isn't yeah, there? I remember my right. mum saying once about some friends of hers and he had an affair with his, from his, well he was married to his first wife and she was really, really beautiful. And that ended and then he remarried to this lovely, lovely, lovely woman and they were really happy and he had an affair again. And I remember her saying to me, and, she, and I remember being quite young, her saying, some men just can't keep it in their pants. Yeah. And he really loved her. He just, he was just a highly sexed man. I remember those words <laughs> from her. And yeah, there are statistics, aren't there, that men think about, well, we know statistics about how many times men think about yes. sex mm. in a day, <laughs> and that the majority of mm. women are not the same. And so I think that's got... Part yes. Yeah. To play. They say that when men meet a woman, he's thought about having sex with her <laughs> within the first like seven <laughs> seconds or something. I reckon that is definitely true. Yeah. 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 Ashton, what do you think? Do you have male friends that are just friends? Yeah, I do. <laughs> There's been lots of times where you know that they would. They would. They, they would think. Yeah. They would. Yeah. <laughs> they would. They could. Yeah. There's definitely a handful of those. Isn't there? <laughs> yeah. In every friendship circle. Mm. I think it comes down to there may be in someone's brain that slight bit of them that wants to, but. 
do you have the willpower not to? That's what it really comes down to. Like you say, some people are, like that guy you're talking about, really sexual-fueled man, but he loved his wife. He just couldn't help himself. Some people might not be as sexually-fueled and love their wife just as much, and therefore they don't act on it. But there might still be that thought. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know? I think it's just yeah. a lack of willpower. Lack of willpower, maybe, yeah. Mm. yeah. I would have thought most single people have thought about, mm. have looked at the other person yeah. yes. and thought about it. Yeah. And the other obvious point is a lot of women now have gay friends and those are really great friendships. Yes. Yeah. Which I think is perhaps goes in favour of the point that men and women can't be friends. Oh, like, see, the, yeah, yeah, if you can only have a good relationship with a guy because he's gay. Yeah, if yeah. you're attracted to the opposite sex, mm. I think the exceptions to the rule mm. are if the opposite sex is gay, yes. then the sex obviously doesn't get in the way. Yeah. I also think it's interesting how when you get married or you, perhaps not just married, when you're in a very kind of long-term relationship, it becomes less appropriate to be really good friends with the opposite sex. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I think that's true. Unless they're gay. Or, like, when I was at university, I had two male friends at university who were two of my closest friends, and I hung out with them loads. And when I left university, well, I was going out with my husband all that time, when I left university, I would still catch up with them and see them. And I remember going for drinks with one of them, and his girlfriend came, and I was like, Oh, that's a bit weird because I'm catching up with him. Mm. I don't really know you. She was definitely like marking Sussing her territory. Yeah. Sussing you out, yeah. And I don't know, it was just, mm. I, I remember thinking, actually, that's fair enough. And I remember thinking how I would feel, like mm. my husband. Yes. And he also at university had a handful of friends who were girls who were really, really good friends of his. And he doesn't see them one on one. Mm. And if he did, I'd find that a bit weird. Yeah. Although there's one who's quite unattractive, and actually I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> care about that. I'd like to say I wouldn't, but I would. Yeah. I know, I yeah, would. I think I we'd all like to say, yeah. we'd all like to say, oh, I'm allowed to be friends with a man, but it is just a bit yes. weird yes. that me as a married woman <laughs> with children was going off for, Drinks, you know, so an all night yeah. pre- Unless he was gay, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe really ugly, maybe that would be okay. <laughs> well, no, but that's, you joke. Three eyes. <laughs> you joke, but I've got a couple of male friends, and I think that the only reason it's not weird that I see them one-on-one -on -one is because they're very unthreatening to Ben in, like, the nicest mm. way possible. I think if, if I had some, like, really hot, you know, great catch of a mate, yeah. that would be less alright. Does he care at all? If he does, he doesn't say it, but I mean, really unthreatening. What's <laughs> that meme that goes around on Facebook and Instagram that's like, no the guy she told you not to worry about, and then there's like two, two pictures, have you seen them? No. Oh, they're everywhere, they're so funny. There's like basically two similar looking people, except for one's one end of the spectrum, the other one's the other end. So one's like really ugly and one's really, really hot, and it just says the guy that she told you not to worry about, and obviously she's going, oh, don't worry, he's got a big nose. Yeah, actually, yeah. 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 love it, love it. <laughs> Anyway, I think, I think ultimately it changes and you start to see people as a couple. Yeah. And that, that's quite a sort of decisive moment for a friendship, isn't it? Because if you don't get on and there's no chemistry mm. for the couple, then, then you tend to die. lose those friendships. Like both of those guys that I was talking about, who are great guys, I don't see either of them now at yeah. all. I was about to say, I don't think that even when you're both in relationships, that then you become kind of couple friends either, do you? Not always. You just, uh, yeah, I think it's quite hard if the girl was friends with the guy for you then to bring your significant others into Yeah, and it's before. quite weird for the guys then to have exactly. real banter and connect, yeah. isn't it? So you're saying, can you ever just be friends with a man? I think with, with a couple of exceptions, no. Okay. Yeah. I agree. I'd agree. Yeah. We actually put that quote onto Instagram and in true kind of Sherlock's reader form, there are people going, come on, shit. Don't be so ridiculous. This is the 21st yeah. century. How could you be so ridiculous? Oh, I think she does a poll on Instagram and see what people actually vote, because that's more anonymous. Yeah. Mm. Says placeholder engagement rings are on the rise, with more and more men knowing better than to propose with a ring that isn't quite right. It says on the rise. I mean, I've been married for over a decade, and I had a placeholder. In fact, I had three. <laughs> <laughs> Two from Oasis. 
And one from Accessorize. Anyway, they were all gross. <laughs> <laughs> they were so gross. I was like, if you're going to get a fake ring, you could have at least got a massive one. Yeah, really. But I have friends who've had that, and then they've been, then the real ring's not been as good as the placeholder. Oh, so you don't want true. that. Yeah. I then went and bought a better placeholder, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, still, I have still got them. I was showing Coco the other day. That one's broken because he carried it around in his pocket skiing for a week and fell on it, and it snapped. Yeah. It, was that, it was that crap. <laughs> um, but personally, I would say 100% you should choose engagement ring. I am a woman that does not like surprises, that knows what she likes, and personally, I think there's too much at stake if you want me to wear it. For the rest of your life. For the rest of my life. <laughs> Charlotte, you're nodding. You and Rosie wrote a great for and against, with yours being that you should choose, and Rosie's being that you shouldn't. Yeah, I'm in your camp. I just think, I know what I like, I know, I, I, and how could he possibly know that better? I mean, you said this the other day in the office, like, you know, if someone's going to propose with, like, a six-figure graph diamond, sure, by all means, send it my way. If not, then I really want some involvement in what it's going to look yeah, like. I mean, if the budget is... Yeah. If there is no budget, right. then just, Fine. you know, go for it. Go, go, you go, knock go. yourself out, exactly. <laughs> in the meantime, yeah, I think if it's something you're going to be wearing, you know, please go for the rest of your life, you want to say what it's going to look like. Quick sideline. When I worked at Coty many, many years ago, we went to New York on a conference, and we did a scavenger hunt around Manhattan. It was really cool. And so we had to get a photo inside Tiffany's. That's one of the things. You can't take photos in Tiffany's. We managed to get up to the engagement ring floor, which is second, third floor, can't remember. And I managed, I don't know how, to sweet talk the security guy to take us into a vault <laughs> where they had, uh, was it 150 carats? Was it 50 carats? Can't remember. Emerald cut oh, diamond ring God. that was, it was over a million. I can't remember how much money it was. And we went in and I got a photo of the thing. So not only are you not allowed to take photos mm. of Tiffany's, he took me into a vault. <laughs> and I had, I mean, we and won the whole company Amazing. scavenger hunt. We won because we got this photo inside Tiffany and me with a security guard with this massive big ring. Have you still got a photo? Yeah, I have somewhere. I need to find it. It's a Polaroid because we all got given Polaroids. Oh, that's so cool. a Polaroid photo. Anyway, it's quite fun. That is super cool. And, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to, if you're going to stump out one of those, then right. frankly, then it's fine. as you say, knock yourself you take out. That. Mm-hmm. Astrid Meyer, where do you stand for or against? I'm pretty torn, actually, because I, like, I agree with your point, and I would want to look down at that on my finger every day and think that I love it so, so much the rest of my life. But at the same time, I'm a real traditionalist, and I, I'd hate to break Callum's heart and be like, that's disgusting. What if it was really bad? I just feel but, so but bad. Don't, don't but that's, that's, not, that's the whole point. Yeah. You need to... Talk to them very early on. <laughs> you need to write it in Sherlock's and send him the link and tell him. And under no circumstances yeah. should you feel you have the knowledge Obliged. to go out or the yeah. skill to go out <laughs> and <laughs> You are out of your depth. I still think he'd be upset about it. Like, really? he, yeah, he's a really fashionable oh, guy. But I think he'd be like, no, we'll yeah, just do it together. Let's yeah. collaborate. Yeah. It's going to be a it's really a nice collaborative process. Yeah. Because don't you think he'd be, that might upset him, but he'd be so much more upset if you hated the ring yes, he bought it's you. very true, yeah. I, I wonder if you can just really drop hints for like, trying to do it for the next like, two oh, years. Of course you can. How many times has your mum had her engagement ring like be modelled? five. You just get it changed with any fancy. But if she, yeah. did she choose it in the first place? No. Well, she keeps choosing it, but she keeps well, choosing it. So she got, I mean, it was like, you get what you're given in the situation. It was It was like my grandma's diamond. But yeah, and then she's just kind of over time as they've evolved. Also, I think there are ways of being, we talked about before, there are ways of being very clever with rings. And if you're someone that wants something that's, you know, a decent size, which I don't think makes you the worst person in the world, um, there are clever ways with parving Mm -hmm. and things to kind of, you know, which perhaps men don't quite get. Men have this thing about one one central stone and then they can't afford a very big stone. Fair enough. Yeah. And and actually you can be clever. Anyway. One big rock. (laughs) The thing I took away from this piece was that according to a survey with the Daily Mail, 75% of British women wished 
they'd had a say in their diamond. So, which I totally believe, yeah. The numbers talk. Yeah. That's nearly it for 2017. Oh. How is everyone celebrating? Christmas. So Charlotte, you're Jewish. Yeah. You can't. do. You don't have a tree, but you do celebrate. Yeah. You, we you'll take your presents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the time off work. Gifts at me and the Christmas holidays. If you want to come in, it's <laughs> yeah. quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You've got some uh, It's Hanukkah actually. It's actually quite a special time. When um, is Hanukkah? When? I'm what? Oh, so Hanukkah began last night, and oh, it's happy Hanukkah. Thank you so much. Hanukkah. I forgot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's basically That's a festival of lights. So the story goes that um, the Babylonians destroyed the temple in Jerusalem. This is like you know pre-Jesus, like thousands, thousands of years ago. And um, there was only enough oil in the, te the temple, like the holy, holy thing, only enough oil in it to last for one night. But miraculously, it lasted for eight nights, which is why Hanukkah lasts for eight nights. And you have like oh. one of those, you know, big like yeah. shanty, it's called a Hanukkah menorah, and you light a candle every night and it kind of is cumulative. And that's why you get a present, and that's why you eat food fried in oil. Um, yeah, so it's a good one. It's a fun yeah. one. It's a good one. It is fun. Um, I have to, I, it's so interesting, isn't it? Mm. The whole Jewish religion yeah. and... There's lots of nice foodie traditions. Yeah, what a community you are. And mm, I don't yes. know, I think that's what us Christians are lacking. It's yeah. No, it, it's well, a real it's a culture. Yeah, it is. And it's I, a real culture. It brings out the good in people, I think. Yes, mm. I think so too. Yeah. But anyway, Christmas Day, can't wait. I'm <laughs> going home. We do Christmas, we do full on. Christmas as well. It's like, I feel like it's a national thing. I, don't don't think, I think religion I think you're a tree, Charlotte. You know, your mum's changed her, her engagement ring five times. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she can change her. Perhaps she can change her view on a Christmas yeah, tree. Get her a fake one. I like that one. <laughs> Astrid, how are you celebrating Christmas? Just very normal with the family. In London? In London, yeah. I love London at Christmas time. It's so empty and festive. It's the best of London, isn't it? And you can go, you can drive places and there's no traffic. I drive for my parents who are in like zone five into central London and it takes like 10 minutes. It's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> Maya, I'll be going, I'll be spending my time between Devon and Sirencester with Callum and I'll pretty much just be eating and drinking for a good 10 days solid too, perfectly. So on the subject of rings, the yeah. whole no ring, no bring doesn't count for you and Christmas Day. We never spent Christmas Day together until oh, we were married. Well, my house works a bit differently. So my mum and my sister are both nurses. So every other year they work Christmas Day which works in my favour because I can go and have Christmas Day with Callum. Aww, and then, oh, he doesn't mind. He just like plays PlayStation. Seriously, on Christmas Day? Yeah. Oh, and it's, no, because then we have Christmas my Day. My dad's great. I don't feel sad for him. <laughs> he's, he's, he likes life, doesn't he? <laughs> he loves life. <laughs> then I go home Boxing Day and we have Christmas Day the next day with my mum and dad. So I basically get two Christmases, which Lovely. is winning for And me. some people, are, I know someone, and she, she had this thing when she got married. She was like, I can't possibly leave my parents on Christmas Day. We're going to have to. And I was like, don't be so ridiculous. Just celebrate it on Boxing Day. Yeah, like such no. a state. Yeah. yeah, so I don't I have agree. this issue with, because Ben's family don't do Christmas, so he helps me. But I have this for all the Jewish festivals, so all the big ones, like it's the same issue, like who do you go to? The idea of leaving my parents alone on one of those festivals is like really quite heartbreaking. I don't think I could do that. I'd rather be separate from him, I think. Do you know, my dad actually said this weekend... There'll be another one the next year. This weekend, he said, so my sister's moving into the apartment with her boyfriend. He said, um, Migs, next year, the girls are going to want to just spend Christmas on their own, in their own flats, without us. You know what? Should we just go to see mum and dad in Aylesbury, and the next day, we'll get on a flight and go on holiday for a week. Oh, yeah. so that and I was like, go on, dad. And it won't, because yeah, my dad yeah. loves family, and he'll be with us. But <laughs> I'm not stressing you need people on their own. Yeah. For example, your parents, I know, are mega, mega, mega sociable. Yeah. So if they'd you were fine. with them, they'd be invited to a million people's house. And actually, my stepbrother's mother-in-law, who's recently widowed, very sadly, you know, she came and had Christmas with us mm -hmm. last year. You know, I would never suggest leaving like, someone on their own. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, yeah. providing there's lots of other family mm -hmm. around, I just think it comes around so quickly. Yeah, yeah you're right. right, it's true. So I think that's it for 2017. If you enjoyed that, then do please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Have a happy Christmas, and we'll see you in 2018.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.